With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alpstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey, Pro Football Playbook podcast listeners. I'm your host, Bill Upstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. In this episode, we are at the AFC South Team Needs show. So welcome in, Keith. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We are um, we are through six divisions. We've got two left. And this is an interesting one because it's got um, a couple teams that are, you know, thinking that they're, you know, a contender for, you know, not just playoffs, but a deep run in the playoffs. And a couple teams that look like if they can avoid being in the top five of next year's draft, they will be very lucky. Um, and so there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, let's start at the bottom. Um, I thought that they had a really interesting offseason and that they spent a ton of money. Um, Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars finished with three wins in 2022. Got a new head coach. Doug Peterson comes back into the NFL to take over this franchise at the head coaching position. I thought it was a decent hire for them, but I was a little worried because of Doug Peterson's exit with Philadelphia and Carson Wentz and how that all went. And then he's going to be paired with Trevor Lawrence. But then I found out that really it was probably Carson Wentz that had all the issues and the problems. And Doug Mm -hmm. Peterson just kind of got nailed there a little bit on the way out. So I think it's a overall it's a good hire for them. It, it provides stability. A seasoned uh, veteran coach with with Trevor Lawrence there. I think it's probably a, about as good as you can get. And then they just signed just a ton of guys, threw a ton of money out. Well, they had uh, the money. At a bunch of they had the money to spend, and no one was joining them if they didn't overpay. So Christian Kirk, uh, a guy who's never had a thousand yard uh, season, is got uh, just got a ton of money tossed at him. To come, well, he showed up, and and now 
Um, they're going to give Trevor Lawrence a le legit weapon. Now, is he number one? I don't think so, but he's a significant upgrade over who they had. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're also able to get a guy like um, Brandon Shreve to come in and and improve their offensive line. They're, they're doing things right in that they're yeah. looking at how do they build around Trevor Lawrence because you know he's got all the talent in the world and you've got Peterson, who's an offensive coach, uh, you know, known for developing quarterbacks and, and being a quarterback guy. That's a good fit. Build around your quarterback. Try and make steps. Yeah, I mean, the, the list is extensive on who they brought in. Evan uh, Ingram, the tight end. Um, mm -hmm. Fadu Kasi, the defensive lineman, I think is underrated as a as kind of a run stuffer kind of a guy. Trey Herndon at corner. Zay Jones, another wide receiver that they brought in that's got some upside. Um, Cam Robinson, the tackle, uh, joins Brandon Scherf there and Darius Williams, the cornerback. Um, it's a pretty decent group. And they, you know, I, I don't even know what the overall value of what they spent, but it was head and shoulders above what anyone else spent in the league this last offseason. Yeah. But they still have a ton of positional needs um, going forward and, and looking towards the draft. They could use another offensive tackle, an edge rusher, um, I think a left guard, another outside kind of premier number one right, wide receivers lacking on this roster. DJ mm -hmm. Shark left in free agency. You mentioned they brought in Christian Kirk and then Zay Jones really don't have a true number one wide receiver. Um, so that would be a good look for them. And they've got a ton of draft picks. They've got 12 draft picks overall. A lot of them are sixth rounders, um, but they do have five good solid picks at the top of the draft, um, including the number one pick overall, Keith. Yeah. Um, number one pick overall, they're going to get an elite player. There's a couple different ways they could go with this. Um, you know, they could go with Evan Neal and get that uh, left tackle that um, is going to be a top guy. Right, right. Um, or they could go, you know, Aiden Hutchinson and get that elite pass rusher um, on the other side of the ball. Both of them are options. Um, and, you know, both of them will be a big upgrade and, and a nice piece to have. So it's just a matter of which one do they want. Yeah. No, I agree. I, you know, it's the edge rusher and the offensive tackler, the premier uh, premium uh, spots to get in the draft, hardest spots to fill at a premium um, spot with a premium player. And mm -hmm. so I do think that that's, it's going to be the tackle or it's going to be the edge at all points um, indicate that it's Aiden Hutchinson there, but you never know what's happening. I think they could, I, I honestly do believe they could go a couple different ways there. They could also trade out of that spot. I don't see that happening in this draft. Who's going to um, move up? That, that's and my who's going to move up and who's going to move up for what? There's no quarterback to move up for. So unless you're a team that was like is in you know the fourth or fifth spot and you're willing to give up a lot because you think that Evan Neal is that much better than any of the other tackles or you think that um Hutchinson is is such a huge upgrade over Kayvon Thibodeau that it's worth giving up you know a bunch of picks but do you really think that I you mean, know Hutchinson in a normal draft where you've got quarterbacks coming off the board first and so forth and a couple other additional offensive tackle options Hutchinson might be a fifth sixth seventh pick in a normal mm -hmm. draft um okay and then they've got the 33rd pick and the 65th and the 70th they can really do a lot of um a lot of good for their franchise to mm -hmm. get some some good players good depth good rotational value um and probably at least three if not four impact starters that can come in right away and compete um and that's what this team needs yeah my biggest um issue with 
all of this plan and everything that's going on has to do with the fact that I don't trust Trent Balky, their GM. I just don't. Um, And if you followed everything that went on when he was the GM of San Francisco, you wouldn't trust him either. Um, So what are they going to do? I do think they're going to get an impact player at the top of the draft. But after that, what do they do, you know, in the second round and the third round um, with those other picks? Honestly, I would be worried if I was a Jacksonville fan just because his track record has not been one where he does a lot of good things there. I mean, there's a reason why he took over a team that was, you know, Super Bowl and then um, NFC Championship game, you know, on either side of a Super Bowl appearance. And two years after he took over, they were, you know, bottoming out. Um I would be very just because concerned. he didn't like he didn't like the coach and he didn't like the the quarterback. And yeah, that was, that was that was it. Um, all right, Jacksonville. So that's that's one of the bottom feeders, and and again, we're probably looking at a you know bottom five finish for this team just because you know I think um, I don't you, I, they're a team that I think can 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 rise above that. You have we didn't see a lot of production from Trevor Lawrence, but you still have a gen, generational talent. At quarterback they added a bunch of talent even though they had to massively overpay to get it they did add talent and they're going to be in position to add additional talent here yeah. they're young they're much better at, co- at coach because their coach last year was a dumpster fire um and now you've got a guy who's got a, a super bowl win on his resume um and i i, I think they're going to be better this is a team that's probably not too. a top five um pick in the draft team they're probably you know, still a top 10 picking in next year's draft, picking eight or seven or somewhere in that range. But I think, so you think they have six or seven wins. wins this year as opposed I, to three. Yeah. I think six wins is not out of the question for Jacksonville. I can see that. Yeah. I, you know, I think their offensive line is going to be the, the difference maker. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, the, the team that the team that doesn't have a shot at moving up out of the top three is the next team that we're going to talk about. Hmm. Sports fans, look at the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NFL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This because team they, is genuinely bad. They were they were they have the third overall pick in the draft. They're talking about Houston, by the way, for those of you that didn't guess that. Um, they were genuinely bad last year and somehow spent this offseason getting worse. Although they did create a ton of cap space and a ton of draft capital um with some of the moves that they made and trading away Deshaun Watson um, and getting all those draft picks for him and all that and ev- all the things that they got for him. Uh, it will 
they're in position to start building a roster. But when we say start, we mean start because there's nothing there. Yeah, I really tried to bring out some of the best of the uh, what I could from their roster to talk about in the show. There just isn't anything there. I just wrote down uh, team needs. They need everything. I mean, yeah. all the needs. They have all the needs. Yep. Um, and I didn't. They didn't really have a great um, free agency period. And Justin Britt was was hired to to play center. Malik Collins at defensive line. After that, it's just a hodgepodge. Um, and you mentioned Deshaun, Deshaun Watson leaving. He didn't play a snap last year, so it's not like that that was going to have a huge impact. But I think the draft gives them an opportunity of hope. And yeah. really, that's all you can have right now. They've got one, five two, three, picks in the top 80. And seven in the top 108. Yeah. Now, that's a significant amount of value if you yes, if you draft right and if the draft falls to you correctly. So at yep. number three, you're going to get an impact player. We just talked about the number one overall pick. Number three, Houston, everybody really kind of assigns them a um a, an edge rusher in this draft uh Trayvon Walker or uh, Thibodeau's going to be sitting there or you've got the best tackle available or second best tackle available in this draft um which would be you know we could literally talk about any position group um and so okay <laughs> I would, let's you know that let's say that um, Hutchinson and Neil are gone in the top two picks of the draft. Yeah. Um, and you're looking. I you're would there. do it quantity, probably. So you're going to take the big right tackle. I um, yeah yeah be, yeah. I mean, is is that the greatest value there? I don't know. Is it the best player on the board? It's possible. Or you could you could say you know Stingley or Gardner could could come off the board early there. Um, They've, they've got Mills at quarterback. Are they going to reach for like a Malik Willis there at three overall? I don't think so. But maybe if they decided to drop back a couple of place, places, but who's going to move up? Again, you've got to have a, somebody that wants to move up into that spot. And this draft just isn't that rich in the top five for teams mm-hmm. to want to really kind of move up ahead of other teams. So I like, um, the, idea, I like the idea of Iquanu. He's a right tackle. He's not a left tackle. And you're like, wow, that's going to take a right tackle at three, but he's going to be an elite. Uh, right tackle this guy's absolute great road grader he's a guy who's gonna um just put defensive linemen on their butt in the running game and there are worse things that you can do when you've got a a team that's bad and and developing than develop a running game right um and so to get a guy like him at three and then with that um that next pick come around you can get one of the top uh wide receivers because i think they pick at 13 right um and then, or you could go and at that spot and you know get a uh, a defensive lineman, get a, a pass yep. rusher, get some another right. another great piece, and you've got five picks in the top eighty. You're going to be able to get one of the top running backs to go behind Aquano um, and really develop a running game um, yep. around that. You can do they can do some things, but the the reason why they can do so many different things is because they just don't have a lot there. Yeah, and after this draft, they're still not going to have a lot, and it's not going to be ready this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to be back in the same spot next year, and but so, they're, but they're going to have a lot of picks in that draft too, because yes. that's the thing that happened with this um, Watson trade is they didn't get just get draft picks in this class; they got draft picks in the next class as well, um, and a first round pick in the tr- class after that. They have the ammunition to build a roster. What do they you think about building the roster this way as opposed to? reaching for a guy like Malik Willis 
at this spot or or at 13 if he's still available. I and you've he, got Davis Mills, the quarterback got, out of Stanford. They like yeah. him, but he's not special. I don't know. He actually looked better late in the year than I think anyone expected him to. And that was with not a lot of help around him, not a lot of talent, um, you know, in front of him, not a great running game. And they had um, Brandon Cooks at wide receiver, but not much else. They, he still looked pretty good. I mean, he looks like a guy that, you know, is he going to be, um, you know, one of those guys, a Russell Wilson, you know, top, top of the NFL kind of guy? Um, no. I don't think so, but he still could be um, better than a Kirk Cousins if you give him an opportunity to develop. It, he gives them the option to go. You know what? Let's not reach for a quarterback in this quarterback true. light draft. I mean, there's, none of these quarterbacks are great, um, and so we don't have to go on. We've got a guy. Well, let's see what we've got. Let's give him another year. Let's put some talent around him. Let's build him a running game to help him out. Let's um, add a couple pieces to the defense to see if maybe we can get him a couple more possessions here and there and then see what he's got. And we can address this next year because if we're as bad as we think we're going to be, we're going to be in the top three of next year's draft and we're going to be in position to draft a good quarterback because there's some good ones coming up like CJ Stroud in next year's draft. Wow. Interesting team. All right. I've got this is the the two teams that we're going to talk about now are two of the most interesting teams in the NFL, I think. Yeah, and then, absolutely. And particularly in this division, just because of the changes they've made and what they want to do as franchises. And they're really trying to maneuver. I think both clubs are, you know, Indianapolis is, is not as happy at quarterback. And so they were trying to solve that this offseason. And they, and they think they did, but it's only a short-term type of a solution. And then mm-hmm. Tennessee is, is just doesn't seem to get over the hump but they they had 12 wins last year so i kind of want to see what your opinion is of the indianapolis colts first nine wins we'll they, that one. Got, they 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 traded away wins they got which was amazing uh let's just start there and then they got matt ryan um yeah which you know uh was, was interesting because i think atlanta just kind of wanted to take advantage of the hot quarterback market and so well, Atlanta's Matt Ryan also, was kind of they're also rebuilding. And, they're rebuilding. Yeah, they they were they, rebuilding, but that's what they're I, not going to rebuild I mean. around a, a um a quarterback in his mid thirties. Um, and so getting going ahead and, and trading and doing that. The fact that Indy got out of that deal um with Carson Wentz and were able to get something for him um is amazing. <laughs> honestly right right. Um, they were able to go out and get matt ryan they didn't have to you know sell the future of the franchise for deshaun watson even though they were in that running and they tried um you know they've got uh they've they've got some pieces they've they've really kind of um done some things but they've also seen some of this some of the the some of the anchors of this team kind of erode away um you're looking at at an offensive line that last year was and the year before were both very good. Now suddenly you're like mm, maybe that's a weakness they need to address. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's not a not a household name, but um, Mark Lewinsky um, went from being a guy early in his career <coughs> that was thought of as this massive bust. He really kind of has turned things around for himself and was a became a, a really good player for Indy. But he left. He's gone. Um, they don't have a lot of depth behind him. They're really going to struggle at right guard. Um, and Derek Fisher left at tackle. Yeah, I mean, well, Derek Fisher is not wasn't 
he was like the weakest link of that of that um, yeah. offensive line, anyways. But Matt Pryor, um, you know, is on the uh, is there. He's not a, the greatest guy either. And you're talking about a Matt Ryan who's not the most athletic quarterback. That's as far the as getting that's out. the situation. This is a team that needs to address that, and they need to address wide receiver. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. is nice, but Paris Campbell would be if he was ever healthy. He's not. And the rest of that receiver room isn't scaring anybody. Right. Uh, luckily, this is a this is a draft where you can get a good wide receiver or two and not have to draft him in the first round. This is a draft where you can get a decent offensive lineman that can come in and play right away, and you don't have to be in the top 10 of the draft to do it. Um, the, the draft kind of lays up nice for um, Indy to take what they've got fill in the missing pieces and be ready to compete i agree i think wide receivers at the top of their list offensive tackle right guard maybe corner tight end um and and it does kind of line up that way as far as value and in the draft um wide receiver if they went wide receiver first at 42 there's going to be a plethora of options for them there and then uh, offensive tackle if at 73 we've already talked extensively in a, a few draft shows about three or four guys at offensive tackle that, that might be available in that range. And then corner later and tight end later are great value areas of the draft where you can get guys in the fourth, fifth, sixth round to be able to come in and at least compete for you and add some special teams uh, ability. Uh, this is kind of an interesting year. Um, I don't see Matt Ryan as being a, a huge upgrade just because of his age and where he's at and the tools that he's got on this offense and you take a look at that offensive line, I think it's going to kind of be a wash of a season for Indianapolis. I do see him at that 8 to 10 wins again this year. And I, I'm not – do you think they're going to drop back further? I don't think they're going to drop back that far. I think that Carson Wentz really held them back last year. Uh, I mean, this is a team with um, arguably the best running back in the NFL um, in Taylor. And – if if they can patch up that offensive line just to give, you know, Matt Ryan that extra quarter of a second he needs to get rid of the ball and open uh, up some holes, like this is a team that can really do some stuff. And honestly, Frank Reich is a fantastic coach. Um, he's one of those coaches that I absolutely believe in, and I think that he can get out more out of Matt Ryan than what we saw in Atlanta. And even in Atlanta, he was still playing at a high level even with a, a roster around him that had completely deteriorated. So um, I, I think this is a better team than you're giving them credit for, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, is it enough to get past the Tennessee Titans? Mm, I don't know. I would not bet on that. I'm not putting any money that they're going to get past the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans overall as a roster is really good. It's a really solid roster. My only real concern with them is under center. So talk and, to me a little bit about that and, and the kind of offense that they run with Derrick Henry as they're running back. Why why doesn't that work for them optimally? Well, I mean, it comes down to at the end of the day. I mean, they won 12 wins last, last year. Absolutely, they did. That and Derrick Henry was out for more half, than half, the season. half the yeah. season. Yeah. Um, the, the defense is, is great. Um, Derrick Henry, who will be uh, healthy and back he is such a load and just he wears down defenses himself 
Um, really for me, what I'm, what I'm looking at when I think of all of this is there is going to be a time when, you know, a, a cornerback falls down, uh, a safety misreads a ball and uh, their game plan of running the ball, controlling the clock, playing good defense, doesn't have them in the lead late in the game. And you need your quarterback to come in and not be a game manager for that in that last like three minutes of a game, but to go win you a game, to go pick up the rest of the team where, where a fluke happened. And I don't trust Ryan Tannehill to do that. He is not as bad as some, as Twitter and other people will make you make you think he is actually a good quarterback. He's an above average quarterback, but he is not an elite quarterback. Um, and I would be concerned about him. Um, and, and if I'm betting money on the Titans being able to make a Super Bowl run, because at some point you're going to need your quarterback to do something like he needs to go win a game for you. And I don't trust him to do it. Although, I mean, adding a guy like Robert Woods and giving him, mm -hmm. um, you know, Austin Hooper at tight end, those aren't going to hurt. I mean, given, given a guy more weapons in the passing game can only help him, but I still don't believe in Tannehill strongly enough to pick them as a Super Bowl contender. Where do you see their positions of needs if you were to rank them one through five? Um, well, it's a hard because their position, you, you say one through five, I'm like, do they have five positions of need? Well, I'm looking, I'm looking deep. Yeah, I think that they could probably use a right tackle. Um, I would agree. And then maybe a receiver. Um, you know, Robert Woods was hurt, you know, quite a bit. Um, and then, yeah, but they, they I mean, <coughs> yes, they, it's true. Um, they, they did sign Harold Landry to a big contract. Um, and there, there's some, <coughs> there's, there, it's, it's a solid roster top to bottom. It really is. Um, they're a team with AJ Brown at, at, um, at wide receiver, Robert Woods doesn't have to come in and be the number one. He can come in and be the number two, yeah. which he hasn't, which, you know, I mean, that's, that's a good spot for him. You don't having him as the number one can, he can do it. I mean, he's good, but uh, he also hasn't been healthy a lot. So um, they still got AJ Brown. They've got a lot of things. I would say if I was looking at this team and trying to figure out what I would do with them, I would say I would look at um, edge rusher just to get more pass rush a cornerback would be nice then i would probably say linebacker wide receiver and tight end as the top five in that order but none of those are like oh my god they have to go get a starter because they don't have anyone sorry they I, I they have guys at every all of those positions um if they were just saying hey it would be nice if we upgraded there um but they're good like they they're good they're deep this is a really good roster there's a reason why they won 12 games despite having their best offensive player um miss half the season yeah right no i agree so what do you think they're going to do in the draft they've got 26 and then they don't draft until uh pick 90 in the third round and then after That's, that it's just a bunch of late round filler yeah they this is a team without a lot of draft capital um i don't see them like at 26 what do you do um you've got you're like okay we've got two you know two top wide receivers do we want to use our only pick um <coughs> in the in the first two rounds at a receiver probably not 
I could see what I, I do see them looking. If there's a cornerback that they like, they would, I would go that way. Or if there's a, an edge rusher that drops to them um, going that way and just continuing to build that defense. Cause even though the defense is great, you can never have too many bodies, especially young, cheap bodies as that. Um, Cause those guys are going to come up for contracts in the next year or two. Um, and so being able to have, <coughs> have young, talented options um, as a hedge doesn't hurt. <coughs> I it see them going with them. Um, David, you know, they lost David Quisenberry at tackle. They lost Roger Saffold at guard. They brought in Jamarco Jones, offensive lineman. He's not going to be a starter for them. He's oh, no, a good guy. Um, and that's really it. And so I think that they could restock their cupboards, you know, with off, a, on with the a, offensive line. I really yeah. do. And I think it, at 26, they could get a good one. They could get a guy that come in and start for them. Yeah, um, I mean, a guy like that, Tyler Tyler Linderbaum will be available if they want a center, and then they can, you know, a- attack in that direction. Um, I know they have Ben Jones, who's there and is is a. Um, and they just resigned him too. I mean, and, and a good player, but you can move him to guard. Um, he's good enough and 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 has the talent to to excel there, and so you could, or you bring Linderbaum and let Linderbaum play guard for a year and learn, and before you move him inside, or you know what you want to do. But he's a guy with enough talent to be a difference maker and it will be available there. Um, when you start trying to look at tackle, uh, it's going to be a little harder. Um, the, <coughs> sorry. Um, uh, the guy from Boston college, um, Zion, Johnson. Uh, I don't remember, Johnson, there we go. Um, who can play center or guard actually would be a really good pick there because he's more of a guard than a center, but he, and so he, rather than Linderbaum, who's more of a center than a guard, um, who would be able to come in and, and, and replace um, Safford and and um, and that would be really nice for them. So there's there's options there. I still think given this team and its history and the way that they've built this roster on defense and the running game, that a cornerback or an edge rusher is still in play um, at in, you know in that round one area. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a guy that would be a good value for them would be uh, David Ajabo. <laughs> the kid out of Michigan who hurt his uh, Achilles at his pro day. Mm-hmm. You know, he, and then he's fallen. You know, he's fallen out of the first round even. Oh, yeah. And so if he's you can get to, a guy. He's, he's not going to play till midseason. Right. So if you could get a guy. Well, I mean, Cam Akers came back after six months. I mean, uh, who knows, right? I don't that's, know. Yeah, but, that's, that's, um, that's not normal. <laughs> I know that's not normal. Like it's, you know, Adrian Peterson came back from a torn ACL and was at six months, and yeah. that was well, a boy Mafe. A boy Mafe would be a, a great pick for them as well. A guy that can play, you know, linebacker and rush the rush the edge as well for them. Um, a guy that I don't know if is going to be on a lot of people's like um, radars for that pick at twenty six, but would be a good fit for them. Their scheme and and kind of where they're at on the roster would be Nakobe Dean. Um, linebacker off the off the yeah. line of scrimmage, linebacker sideline to sideline guy with elite speed and tackling, really kind of that that middle yeah. linebacker that just anchors the defense. And now you're yeah. talking about a guy that it will be an elite player at a cheap contract, yeah. right in the middle of your defense. It fits what they want to do. It fits who they are and their team identity. God, I would not hate that pick. I wouldn't hate the pick. I mean. There's he's fans a little might, bit of but... a, he's getting a little bit of a rub because he's only six foot and he's or five eleven and whatever and two twenty nine or whatever. But man, yeah. he's got skill set that kind oh, of yeah. trumps that size situation. And 
you know, just a, a Georgia guy that comes in and, and um, commands the, the team and is your instant leader um, in the middle of that defense for a long Think time. Think about how that good, good that, that Georgia defense is or was and how many picks, how many guys on that defense are going to be picked in the top 50 of this draft and then re- realize that N'Kobe Dean was the leader of that defense. That all that other insane talent that they had on that defense looked to him as the guy in charge. Um, yeah, that's, under, that's undervalued. It really I, is. The it, him going to Tennessee, like I said, I don't know if their fans would love that pick or not, but as an as an analyst, I would love that pick. I think he there just anchors that defense and keeps their identity going for the next five, ten years. They can continue to be that defense and running game team that is dangerous and will go deep in the playoffs every year if they keep getting guys like that. All right. Good show. Yeah. Nice. What do you think about this division? Do you think Tennessee's got got enough to to stay on yeah, top? I do. Um, like I said, I, I I think they're there. I think they're a team that that um gets in, uh they win the division, you know, they're they're there. They're either a divisional or their team is gonna make it to the divisional round, might get to the um AFC championship game. I think they're they run out of steam about that level because they don't have the elite quarterback play that you see from teams like Cincinnati um, wow. or Kansas That's City or right. or Buffalo. But when it comes to you know overall roster, it's a really good roster. They're they're in that top four. Um, so they're a regular season win franchise. Yeah, I mean, any team that doesn't have that elite quarterback, in my eyes becomes a regular they're a team that's going to build up all those regular season wins and then just not quite get there in the playoffs because you don't have um you don't have that guy that can go win you that game when the game's on the line in the last second um i like Tannehill. i think he's underrated by a large swath of nfl fans but i will tell you he's not an elite quarterback he's a good quarterback he's not an elite quarterback and at some point you have to have that if you're going to make that run there's very few teams that can make that super bowl run and get there without having it you're not going to see many teams like um the eagles a couple of years ago and you know um when they had Wentz and um Foles as their two quarterbacks in that year and they they still managed to make it work or you know the um, the Ravens back in the day when it was Trent Dilfer at the starting quarterback. And, you know, there, there have been these teams that have done it, but they've been very few and far between. And if you're looking for sustained success and the ability to, to trust that you can get there and get over the top, you've got to have that elite quarterback. Tannehill's good. He's not elite. So what do they do about it? What do they do about it long-term if they know that? <sighs> At some point, do you let his contract run out and you you make a move at that point, or do you try to trade him at some you know? Uh, I don't know. It, they're in a tough spot because you don't win twelve games and then drop your quarterback, right? No, that doesn't um, and seem so, likely. So you have to continue to build your roster and hope that you can become that two thousand one Ravens team that won it with Trent Dilfer. I think Tannehill's better than Dilfer. Yeah, I but do you, too. Yeah. You have to. You have to overcome. You have to, you have to become that you have to become the Eagles over a few few years ago that won with defense and and the running game and and good coaching and those kind of things 
and they were able to make it work. And yeah, they ran into a, um, a weird playoff year where, you know, the, the bracket kind of fell for them and certain guys got hurt on opposing teams and, you know, it just sort of happened. Um, but at the same time, they did make it work. And so I think you just have to continue to double down on what you do well and and just try and become that team that can make it work. Uh, because unless you can draft a quarterback in round three or four and hit lightning in the bottle and have him end up being Russell Wilson, who is a third round pick, um, and you can develop a guy like that and then let him take over for Tannehill, you're not giving up on your team and rebuilding in order to get a, that quarterback when your roster is this good. You just have to keep trying to make it work. All right. We'll leave it there. Thank you, Keith. Awesome. Yeah. Good information. Follow Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at Alpstead NFL and you can find the show and all the podcast platforms and YouTube. Uh, we're all over the place. So find the show, listen and subscribe. Until next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.